Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. What's up, everybody? It is Jay Scott. This is another episode of The Hook Rocks. Hope everybody's staying safe, staying healthy, doing their part to get out, get rid of this lockdown. I know Illinois is doing really well, but parts across the country are not, unfortunately, which is just fucking up everything, I guess. And hopefully we get some live music. It looks like 2020 is kind of a coin toss at this point, and everything's getting pushed back to 2021. That sucks for people like myself because I go to about 20 to 30 shows a year, and I haven't been to one yet, and I'm itching to go, but got to be safe before we all can enjoy a rock and roll show. like to welcome my next guest. It's kind of a surreal moment for me growing up outside of Chicago. We have the singer-songwriter from the band Enough's Enough, and now his solo work. We have Mr. Donnie V. What's going on, Donnie? How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, you and I connected a couple of weeks ago or last week, and, and um, I was glad that we did because, you know, growing up, like I said, outside of Chicago, Enough's Enough was always a presence in the local rock scene before you guys were on MTV, you know, whether it was the Thirsty Whale or whether it was WVVX 103.1, you know, this is part of my childhood. So I'm, I'm glad that you're doing the show and glad that you're on 
to have a conversation about your rock and roll journey. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We always start out the same way. Every, every time we have a new guest on the show, it's the same question all the time, and that's the essence of the podcast, which is just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in. Every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a band, an album, a performance, or a song that hooked them on rock and roll. What was it for you? That hooked me on rock and roll? Yeah. Uh, it, for me, it was... Uh just the sound of uh the sound that i heard when uh the first time i can remember being consciously aware of of uh hearing music or or even knowing what it was it's just something hooked me immediately and and i never looked back it was uh i think it was my little 45 record uh ticket to ride and i heard that and i was like everything about that just it's like oh that's 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 me. I want to do that. I love that. Yeah, definitely a great sign. I mean, song. I mean, you can hear the Beatles influence in Enough's Enough and your solo material, and we're going to get to that too as well. But was there a moment after the Ticket to Ride song that you heard? You know, what was it? What was next? You know, what made you want to pick up a guitar? What made you want to sing? What made you want to write music? Um, writing music didn't come so much later. Uh, just kind of went in stages. Uh, the first thing was, I think I immediately, immediately wanted to be doing that to some capacity, like probably four, four or five years old. I think I immediately wanted to be doing that. I, I think it wasn't, it was in within days that I probably had a piece of wood in my hands and standing there, uh, you know, emulating it and getting it down. It's, uh, it was pretty powerful for me. I wasn't, wasn't the best childhood and everything else up until then was kind of all over the place. And, um, that just something that reeled me in at that one, at that one particular set frame of mind. And, uh, and I never looked back. I just, uh, it just went in stages, you know, like the next thing would be, um, you know, listening to more of it, obviously. And then, then you're getting, then, you know, the mindset of I'm going to do this. And that from the earliest age, it was no doubt in my mind, I was going to continue till I eventually was doing this myself. And, uh, and so that just went and went in phases and, and it was, uh, probably just 14 or 15 when I decided, uh, when I actually, um, put, put the ideas together in my head where something, the light bulb went on and I actually wrote a song myself and, and then, uh, that I never looked back then is never, I never really dreamt of being a rock star. That wasn't really my, my thing that I was uh, trying to be or striving for. What it was, was uh, I wanted to do that. What I heard, you know what I mean? Was there a particular song that connected with you that made you want to write a song, you know, because you know, for me, you know, listening to music, music was a connection to help with, you know, what kind of emotion that I want to connect with, you know, what kind of day I was having or what kind of moment I was having in my life. I think for me, it was, uh, it was a girlfriend situation that made me actually sit down and, and write my first song, wanted to express something you know, and, um, it just came very natural and very easy for me. The, the very first song I sat and wrote, you know, it's just, okay, that's what, 
when artistically you're doing is you're expressing yourself if you're an artist. And that just uh, came really quickly and easy and natural to me. Uh, like I noticed a lot more natural than and easier than it did to most people that I knew. And, um, but yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, of course, you know, you get, you want to make a, that's, that's, that's the ingredient to, uh, to lots of songwriting as, as a, a girlfriend. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, when you think back of, you know, about your songwriting and the songs you wrote, I mean, they've got such a, such an influence in, you know, with power pop and very, you know, a lot of hooks did you find that, you know, once you wrote this song for your girlfriend, that it was a way to express yourself too? Like it was a way like, wow, I've got this outlet that maybe I can't say certain things, but I can sing certain things. Was that all part of it? Exactly. Exactly. I was able to, uh, you know, it, it, it was a lot easier for me to, to sit down and sing that. And, and I was a pretty shy kid. I, uh, I don't know if I was shy, just scared of people and very intimidated and timid type uh, kid. And so that whole thing, um, it was, I mean, I was kind of able to, uh, you know, plus a little alcohol. And so I started drinking very young. That that sort of helped me separate the two characters. And, and it's when I would sit down at the piano or pick up the guitar and I would start singing, um, once I got past the fear of that, it's, uh, all through still to this day, it's almost like a, a whole other uh, alternate personality and alternate, you know, and it's, it's like uh, something, somebody else kicks in that has confidence and that it says things the way I want to say it. And, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot easier that way. You know, when you're writing music, right. And you're writing about an experience and you're trying to express yourself you're connecting with a moment, whether it's a happy moment, whether it's a sad moment, whether it's an angry moment, and you, you're writing that. You're reliving the experience, and then you write it down, you put it down on a track, you release the song, and then you wait to see if your audience connects with you either the same way or they find some sort of connection with that song that you wrote. Is that a, that's a very vulnerable time for any songwriter, you know, because you're reliving a moment, you're expressing about it, and you're hoping that people find a connection with it. How was that experience for you? Um, that was, that came, that also was in a, in a two different periods of time. At first, that, that wasn't really my uh, focus or, or even what I was concentrating on or even was aware that that would even be, was an issue or a thing. It was uh, more than the, the melodic thing for me. The, the actually, uh, the, not necessarily what I was saying, what I was singing, but that I was singing, you know, the sound of what I was singing. You know, um, that's when I started out. You know, writing lyrics and stuff. It was, you can hear in the very early records and stuff. My lyrics aren't aren't very uh, intelligent, but the vowels and the syllables. And all of that came to me pretty easily, came pretty naturally. I could hear the the vowels and syllables, like what sound should be here, what sound should be there, kind of filling in the blanks. And as I got better at it, uh, there was a little more depth to what I was actually singing, what I was saying, because like, well, our first record, that's obviously like your greatest hits up until 
that point. So there was a lot of songs before that, before the new thing and Flying Michelle and all that stuff. There was, I was already, you know, but it was still a very, a very simple frame of mind as far as lyrically. And, uh, and then after the, that record, and I noticed it a little bit with Fly on a Shell that I was starting to get people were, uh, like coming to me about the meaning of it and, and, and telling me experiences that they had lost somebody and that song meant a lot to them and things like that. And that's, I don't know if it was a conscious thing, but I started, uh, started putting a little more effort into, uh, making, making the words, you know, a little more intelligent and, and, um, you know, finding better, you know, like you listen to the words, a new thing. It's a, they're the most, I'm embarrassed still to this day. You know, if I had to actually write the lyrics down, it's like, Oh my God, they're ridiculous. But the vowels and syllables and everything are there. Then I just started filling in the blanks and a little bit, a little bit better and, uh, with a little more depth. And, um, and then that just started to grow with people like really, you know, it used to be fan mail back then. You'd get like, you know, and I'd sit there and read all this stuff. And I started to see that it had impact and it had a lot of effect on uh, on people's lives as, as much as the melodies did and as much as the hooks did. And then I'm starting to see that the, a combination of the two was really uh, effective and, um, and was really, you know, powerful to some people, you know, cause you, you, you're kind of drawing them in with, with the melodies and the, and the, the hooks and the sound of my voice and everything. But then there's, there's what I'm saying, you know, was, it's always been very real, always been very authentic. And I've never, you know, never did, you know, the, I want to rock and roll party every night, all this and that. I never really did those simple, simple type lyrics. Um, and, um, but it started to get more and more that way until, you know, maybe at the third record or maybe fourth record or so, I started to really put a lot of myself and a lot of what I was feeling and a lot of what I was thinking into the lyrics and just kept getting better, better and better till, uh, till like to the present day, this, this beautiful things record where, where I sit there and, uh, I focus maybe more energy, more thought and more fine tuning and, and details into getting every last little word right. You know what I mean? So there's no, nothing where it's like, I should have said this or I could have said that or this and that where everything just, it means something. It all is, you know, it's just as, as close to perfect as I can get it. And still, uh, you know, and so they have the most impact as far as expression and, and, and relating to people and people be able, be able to relate to the songs and, and, uh, where, where I actually was, was kind of a, could almost dictate a vibe, somebody the way that they're feeling or something, you know what I mean? It's kind of a, so it, you know, there's almost a, a science to it at this point, you know? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that you're talking about is, is, your evolution as an artist, you know, you looking back at the early days and that's something that I always appreciate, you know, as an artist that doesn't get comfortable, an artist that's always trying to stretch themselves and create things that 
maybe sound the same or sound similar, right? You know, everything sounds like Donnie V wrote it or the song sounds similar, but there's an evolution inside of that, right? There's, like you said, there's more of a, a focus on lyrics. The lyrics become more personal. You're saying, you're saying something yeah, that that's is important. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't. And I always appreciate when someone, you know, does that because, you know, as an artist, when you're playing similar songs or the same songs every time you perform, you have to have that outlet. And, you know, the really, the true fans, and I hate to use that term, but, you know, the fans that really follow you, you know, appreciate when you're connecting with yourself personally inside yourself and you're allowing other people to peek behind the curtain. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's something that you've been able to do throughout your career, especially with the last album, the last single you did. And I think that's very important for artists to do. Well, um, I think personally, as far as evolving and growing, I try at that. I'm very hard on myself when it comes to, to the creative process, as far as, you know, I mean, I, I feel like that I just can't allow myself to, uh, to, you know, even put like what, what other people would consider filler on any of my shit. I could, you know, that, and thank, thank God and all of the powers that be that I, I get so many of these song ideas and, um, where I, I'm not ever repeating myself and not ever do redoing what I did. You know, I'm always, it's always something new and, and it's, and I always, I never feel comfortable or satisfied with, okay, I'm now I'm the best, the best I can be. I never, even to this, at this point right now, like the, my last record, I feel is that's the best thing I've ever done by far. You know, it's where everything just kind of feels perfect about it. But I still now, my set mindset is I need, still need this now to grow. It's at this next, the next thing I do will be different from that thing. But, you know, still, it's still, it's me, you know, and you can tell it's me and, it, and it's remnant of me. But uh, what will be on the next, the next level, the next uh, phase of what I do. And, um, but I never, get, you know, each time I do something, I'll look, I'll look back at the last time and think, well, now I'm finally getting it. You know, I always have still feel like I'm just finally get, getting it where I actually think that I'm, I really know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And uh, like I said, as far as like the connecting with people and things like that, there's something, something is tell, tells me the same source that I think gives me these ideas and, uh, and uh, the way to express myself and um, is uh, also um, kind of helping me out as far as that goes and uh, is to connect to people and to connect to fans and, and friends and stuff with the messages. And, and I think that there's a, a greater good or a, a higher, higher purpose than just making rock and roll music for what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just kind of have to believe that or like to believe that it makes it a lot easier when you're, when you're still broke after all these records, you know, it's, it's, it's good to kind of maybe not a rationalization, but a justification. It can justify, uh, at the ends justifying the means and um and that now it's it's at the point now where uh actually my my real purpose for doing it is uh is just is for that purpose is to keep connecting to these people and 
and to uh, keep up this, you know, this job detail that I've kind of feel like I've taken on, you know, that they, the people let me know that, I, hey, I, I couldn't have survived this without something that you said, or you got me through all of this. Or, and I would, you know, I used to think to myself, well, how could that, how could a song or, or something like that have that much impact on somebody where when they say that I was, I was going to kill myself till I heard this or, or this got me through this, or I really related. And, um, that's where, you know, putting, just putting myself completely out there and not hiding anything and not being anything phony, just being a hundred percent me has, has did benefit me. You know I mean? In a lot of ways it didn't, you know, I forgot to, to keep secrets. I forgot to hide some of the shit that I should have hidden, but, but in the end, uh, it, it, it transmitted to, uh, to a, a group of people very heavily, very effectively. And now that's, that's kind of like my, my mindset is to try to be consciously to, to be able to still do that for people. You know, we're going to get into the, the album that you released last year, beautiful things. And then the new single that you did all my favorite things, which I love. My question to you is, you know, having you mentioned what you just talked about with, you know, people connecting with you and people telling you that, um, I may have killed myself if I didn't hear that song. You've had some challenges, a lot of challenges over the last decade or so, you know, and, and how did, you know, was there music that connected with you that helped heal you to help get you out of what was happening in your life? Uh, no, um, I'd have to say it's more, uh, the creating it that does that for me. I really don't listen to, uh, I probably should, but I really don't listen to much else. Um, because when I have time for the music, you know, and, and when I can get in the mindset for that, which is not all the time anymore, you know, I'm older now and there's, and I've been doing it a long, long time. And sometimes it's not, not so easy for me to uh, gear up and have that, that exuberated energy to sit down and start and do this. Like I, like I did. Um, but when I do, and I get into that frame of mind, it's more, I, I'm more, uh, you know, more of a TV buff. I'll sit and watch, binge watch programs and things, series and things like that. But when it's time for the music, things like that, I think uh, it helps me as much as it, if, if somebody says that helped me, that song helped me. Well, that helps me. It's helping me too while I'm doing it. That's what's getting me through things, you know. You're having the outlet, you know, to, like we talked about earlier, you know, to, to connect with those emotions inside you and express yourself can be therapeutic in your process. Yeah. It gives me, it makes me feel a, a sense of purpose. And, and when somebody thanks me so much for this or that, I mean, I have, all I can say back is thank you. Thank you for, for letting me feel this way and feel this purpose, sense of purpose and feel worth something, you know, and, and, and that's my incentive and my drive to, to pick up the guitar or to turn on the recorder and, and, and to go and do it again. Let's do it again, you know? And, and, uh, well, how can you, you know, it's a, it turns into almost like a, a responsibility or a duty, but they're with fans. I don't think they realize is is they're, they're doing it for me as well. You know, by me letting me do that for them. Was there a fear with you? You know, when you're, when you're creating the newest material that you've done and, 
you know, that's after all the things that happened and, and all the dark places you went to. Was there was there a fear that you wouldn't be able to do it because of all the things that, you know, maybe you were on or that you were doing at the time when you wrote some other music? Was there a lack of confidence in yourself or did that always, you know, stay with you? Not, not when it comes to this. Um, I've, there's, you know, I've usually, when it comes to this, what I do here artistically, creatively, I'm pretty, pretty secure and pretty confident because when it, when I, when it's time to do it, the songs and, or the, whatever it is, the energy that, that, that drives my, my ship tells me it's time to do this. And, and I know when, when I get, when those things are telling me and the lights are turning on and it's saying, okay, here's, here's your next song. Here's your next idea, this and that. I'm like, you know, a, a huge fan of the songs as well. You know, a huge fan of, of, I don't know if I'm as, as much a fan of the way my voice sounds anymore. You know, I'm kind of sick of it, <laughs> but, uh, but a big fan of that. And, and um, pretty, pretty confident knowing that, that this is going to, this song, this will go well. And, and uh, what, what isn't given to me, I know just the, doing the athletics of it all and working it out and doing the work and uh, figure filling in the blanks. I'm pretty, you know, pretty experienced at it. And I've, and I've got my, my methods of doing things and I'm pretty confident there. I'm not a very, not the most confident person as far as, as a human being goes pretty, uh, you know, not, not very secure and, and don't, uh, I haven't been able to find find a lot of love for myself throughout my life, and that's obvious in the way that I treated my body and treated everything, and um, kind of took, just took the attitude that I'm not I'm not here on this planet for me. There's there's a there's obviously another reason for me to be here, and and like a sacrificial type thing. And um, but when it comes to the music and stuff, I'm, I feel very confident, and and uh, like I could just tell you, well. Yeah, I'll probably write some stuff, you know, uh, in a couple of months, and and I'll just tell you right now, you can count on it being great. <laughs> it's Otherwise, like, I won't do it. Otherwise, I won't put it out. You know, if it's something, of course, I have we I have ideas and things that aren't aren't finished or aren't worked out or some I don't think are as good as. So then I just don't I don't finish those or I don't use them or put them away for a while, and I make sure that I, I'm very hard on myself. I make sure that every single thing I do it's got to be good that the people that the fans of what I do, that they're going to love it. You know, it sounds like, you know, with what you just said about self-worth and about, you know, the confidence in making music, it, it sounds like your relationship with music has essentially saved you. You know, um, you know, we all go through challenges. You've gone through them. They're well-documented, you know, the past is the past, but without music, you know, that's been your saving grace. That's been your outlet for you to live your life, to have some sort of purpose, to connect with your fans. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing what that has done, you know, since that time you heard ticket to ride when you were a kid. When, when we look at the new music, you know, you just released a new single a few weeks ago, all my favorite things, which is a great song. If my listeners out there are looking for, some great Donny V music, some new music to listen to. This is a good place to start because we're going to get into his album that I released last year too as well. And then, you know, there's also that new single he did with Enough's Enough. But when I was, you know, hearing this, all my favorite things, 
again, you know, it sounds like you, but it's an evolution of you. It's like, you know, this is where you're at in your life. You're now comfortable in your own shoes is the kind of vibe I got from the song. Yeah, I, I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I, I know what I'm doing. And, and like I said, I, I have to, uh, I have to be able to get excited about it to, uh, to be excited about it, you know, to, uh, and, and I wouldn't be excited about it if it, if it just felt like the same old thing. You know what I mean? If it felt like oh, I've done this before or I'm, or I'm just sitting down to make a record now, just, just to make a record. Like some people, it's like, we got to make a record. We got to get to work and this and that. Well, I can't work that way. If I'm not feeling it and these things aren't coming to me, then it's, it's pointless for me to sit down and try to do that because, uh, I wouldn't, it's, if it's not exciting me, how am I going to excite somebody else? You know? Of course, you know, there's the evolution of you as an artist. Was the creative process in this song and the album that you did last year different? Um, was there some changes that you made or how did that all come about? Not, it's, it's basically, basically the same that I've done, uh, since, since the early days of floor tracking and stuff. Um, you know, originally I'd started out with, uh, with like a boom box and a reel to reel tape recorder. And when I first started, actually I wasn't aware that I was multi-tracking at the time, but I was, you know, just me with my ideas and what I hear and a vision that I had it, it uh, once I met chip, um, he fast tracked me from, from a really beginner's amateur level of doing what I do now to, uh, to kind of being able to hang with, uh, with the pros, you know? And, um, but then that really quickly, I fell into that naturally and I, and, and it all came to me and all the, it all made a lot of sense to me. And, and basically, you know, it's throughout my entire musical creative career and, and life. Um, it's been the same process where, you know, regardless of what, what the, it says on the record so it says who wrote this or who did this and that that's you don't need to uh, pay any attention to any of that because that's not those aren't that's not true what it is is i i'm these these ideas given to me and i present them and i sit there by myself and i i come up with uh you know the the vibe of the song the arrangement of the song the the beat to the song it's like now i'm doing absolutely everything you know with uh i've programmed a million drum beats i've i've you know used a a million chords everything like that you know but it's the same process it's just when they they come to me the song tells me what it wants to be and i listen to it and follow it and when i'm rubbing against the grain it'll tell me them rubbing against the grain and uh when i'm doing it right and it's the same process it's always been it's just uh new ideas, new songs. And, and like I said, I let them, I let the thing tell me what it wants to be. So, so if it's going to be a poppier song, like the beautiful things record, or it's going to be a heavier song, like, like the thing I did on uh, the new enough enough record, that's what the, what the song told me it wanted to be. And, um, there hasn't been that much, uh, contributing efforts from, from anyone else into that process throughout all of the songs that I've done with, enough's enough or solo there, you know, there's just maybe a camaraderie or, uh, somebody being there to, as your, 
as a partner, just keep you in company. It's, it's, you know, it's then to be doing it, feeling alone at it all. And I've, you know, I felt very alone my most of my life, even around a lot of people, but it's the same process. Just like with the, just depends on the, the state of mind or the frame of mind that I'm in. And I had reached a point, um, after I did a record called the white album, that was right after I was out of enough's enough. And for the last time, and, um, that mindset was that this is, I, it started as one song. I'm going to do one final song that says what I want to say about, and I'm walking away from all of this. It's just, there's this, I don't feel there's any more point or purpose in what I'm doing anymore. And, um, that turns turned into what, what ended up being a, a double record, you know? And then, um, and I reached completely the epitome of my rock bottom as far as, my personal issues and, and, uh, professional issues and everything. It just dwindled so badly that I was just in such bad shape that all I could, I couldn't even focus on, on music anymore. All I was focusing on was a, another day of miserable existence. You know what I mean? And, um, and so that all just, it's like the, the spirit that was in my body, the, the little driving force that, that helps me create, helps me do this and that left it left my body it was just i couldn't uh i couldn't even perform my songs i couldn't even sing them i wasn't wasn't me i look at pictures i don't see myself in my pictures um everything was gone and and so they went through a couple of years of some heavy rebuilding and uh you know like this big recovery program and all this stuff went into and then uh then once i was in better shape um, nothing, not an idea, not one song idea, nothing came to me in, in like two, three years, which was very unusual because it never has not in the whole time since the first time I started writing or, or, uh, playing, you know, it's never, I've never lost that. And all of a sudden it was gone. And so I questioned, you know, it's, it's, am I going to do this anymore after, you know, once I was all feeling better about things and I had a lot more positive uh, attitude, like, let's go back into this, you know, I'm, I'm now I've done all that. Now I've got myself in a position where had I been in long, long time ago, things would have all gone differently and this and that. Now let's see what I got. And, uh, but I didn't, that, that creative little character that in me wasn't there yet. And then I kind of, uh, was, I don't know if you want to call it praying, but just talking to the higher energy, higher powers would be, um, and as soon as I did, and as soon as I was ready, that thing turned right back on in a big way. And that whole beautiful things record, the the songs and uh, the writing and everything, they just came like one day after the next, you know, and the, like the, just I Could Save the World was the very first song in two, three years when I even picked up a guitar or sang anything out loud. And that song just came and I just immediately went and tracked it and, demoed it and then the next one and the next one and um i kind of forgot what the hell this question was <laughs> but uh yeah i mean uh yeah so hopefully hopefully my answer was in there somewhere <laughs> no it was i i guess my my my, 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 my follow-up to that answer is was there a fear that it wouldn't come back you know i mean ha- i mean when you've been making music for decades and, and all of a sudden you know it's turned off and it's not coming back on there has to be, you know, the, you know, the insecurities that you talked about 
in your life. I mean, they have to start working against you, and you're and you're praying, you're hoping it comes back. Was there a fear that it wouldn't? There was more of a curiosity than a fear because I I was in a state of mind then where I'm uh, accepting a lot more accepting of everything and and uh, feeling that there is more than meets the eye out there. There's things that are happening as they should happen. You know, we like we all have a movie that we can't go like you can't you go rent a movie or something. You can't change what happens in that movie. You can't change the ending of it. I think that we kind of all have something like that. And, uh, so I was kind of, uh, going with the flow and, and what, what, what presents itself is what I'll do. I really didn't have a fear of that because, uh, I, like I said, I wasn't in that mental state for so long. And then when I, when I was, and I went to look for it again, it was just a matter of a couple of days of that curiosity and that asking, is this going to happen again? Am I going to be able to do this again? Like I used to. And, and immediately the answer was, it came back in a big way, the answer. And so there wasn't any really time where there's more, there was more time I would think where I, I personally felt like I didn't want to do it. than there was where I was wondering if I could do it. How has this, pandemic affected your creativity you know some people have have struggled with it because they're not doing much these days so it's hard for them to be inspired but you know I look on you know your YouTube page and you're doing a lot of things has it been good for you have you been able to be creative yeah um well I've gotten I've gotten a little lazy I was just had a had a conversation today I was talking to an old friend who used to be in the band Johnny Monaco I was having a conversation with him today and, and just kind of telling him, you know, it's like, I've never been in a situation like I am now where it's like almost complete peace of mind where I have everything that I need or anything. I'm in like my whole life, life has been one big worry and something hanging over my head constantly. Every day there was, I was one move or one step away from total, total ruin, you know, just being down and out and, and not able to recover. And now that's changed. I have the luxury to be able to afford that. If I don't feel like doing anything that I don't, I don't have to. And, and I have a nice secure and happy environment and, and people around me and, uh, you know, family and, and everything that I want or need. And, uh, like I'm not a greedy person. I never cared about having being rich and famous or any of that stuff. I just didn't want to have to worry. And now I don't, so um, I've gotten with, with this pandemic, we were just gearing up to uh, get out. As I have, what I haven't done yet is get out live and um, do the, the physical work, you know, where you got to get into shape and you got to get out there and do all that hustling and, and uh, put yourself out there on a stage. And, you know, that takes a lot to, for, uh, you know, I mean, at least an artist like me, because that's not my natural or uh, desire. That's not what, what drives me is to be a rock star, you know? And so that's, that's the hardest work for me is to get the, the motivation and the incentive as where, you know, Chip in the old days, Chip would just, it was happening whether I wanted to or not. So it was go to work, go to work, go to work. And now it's uh, when that, when the pan, we were just getting ready to do that, putting in the work, the, 
uh, the rehearsing and all of that stuff. And then, then the pandemic hit and the dates were postponed and canceled and stuff. And I kind of, uh, got a kind of a lazy vibe, a lazy attitude. And I've got probably 15, 15 or so really great, strong songs demoed and, and sitting there already. So it's like, there's no pressure on me to have to write something yet until it comes. And, uh, like I said, when it, when it presents itself and it says, Hey, you know, you need to bring me into the world. I do, but I've kind of been lazing out and, and, uh, hasn't really affected me creatively. As like I said, when they come, they come no matter what I'm doing, no matter what's going on. But, um, yeah, we were just talking today of like, you know, I don't <laughs> I feel like doing this. And, and some days I just rather be doing other things like, uh, like, you know, fixing the, you know, fixing this or, or redoing this or anything that other than basically all of the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And, um, so no, but the pandemic hasn't really affected me as far as that goes, except that it gave me, uh, it gave me the, the excuse or whatever to where I didn't have, I could, you know, postpone that, that hard work and all that effort that's going to have to go into getting out and performing live. The Enough's Enough single, Strangers in My Head, it was released a few days ago. How did that come about? Because there was some a lot in the press about the friction between you guys. There was a lot of things that were said. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a song with you on it with Enough's Enough. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I, I can't believe that's happened. How did that, how'd that happen? That was just uh, the whole thing with him um, has been eating away and eating away and eating away that uh, – I've talked about it now so much and, and I've gone out and blasted it out and where I was just screaming at the top of the mountains of, of how fucked and everything it is and what, what's happened to me and what's still being done and, and the uh, violation and everything is, and which I'm not going to go getting all into right now, but, uh, it was, it was really every day, every other day there was something new coming about where, I can't believe doing this now. I can't believe doing that now. And, and just with no consideration or ethics or morals regarding me or, or what's right or what's wrong. And, uh, it was it's killing me. And, and everybody would tell me, you know, Dave, don't worry about it. You know, you're better off without it. And just what you're doing now is great. And just, that's the way to get, that's the way to get back at him and this and that, you know, just keep doing kicking ass and stuff. But you can say that but it was easier said than done for me. And, um, and with then the pandemic kind of gave a little bit of an excuse when he texted happy birthday or something, I went from just blasting and telling what a piece of shit he is everywhere to, uh, happy to hear from him a, a little bit. You know what I mean? And we, and we, we started talking, it wasn't, uh, wasn't about any of those issues yet. It was, it was touching base with my old friend who I'd spent most of my life with. And, um, and, uh, that felt good. It felt a lot better than hating him, loving him felt better. But, uh, once we, so I really put it out there. And like I said, a lot of everything I do is, is nowadays is for the purpose that I'm here is for the fans. I just felt that, that the new records and everything that he's, he's presenting as enough's enough, which I still could never believe he would do that is being, is devaluing 
the integrity and the, and and everything that it stood for that it did have going for it and and for the sake of that just like your children or something you you just see them you want to see them get better you want to see that to heal you know and and so that desire and the desire to give the fans what they wanted to hear and this and that and feel better about just to be able to have more peace of mind with overpowered common sense and logic and reason and uh, of getting back involved with, with that. I had a song, I had a couple, I have a few songs that are, that are pretty heavy, you know, that I didn't use that, that are, like I said, I write and I just keep evolving and there's more stuff and they were there. And, and so I, I said, Hey, you know, maybe we should, you know, life is short. Nothing is promised. You know, tomorrow is not promised if we're ever going to do anything together. Maybe now it would be the time and before somebody's gone or this and that. And so I just wanted so much for, wanted, hoped, overweighed, outweighed sense and reason. And so I got, went and put myself back into that situation. And I had a song already written and it was already demoed and stuff. He heard it. And, you know, I said, you know, why don't you put this on your new record so the fans get something that they're used to hearing that they loved about the band instead of this shit. You know, you still got all that. And and the attitude that came back was uh, was really uh, has that, that doesn't even uh, matter to him. He that all he you know, all he, all that matters to him, obviously, is is what he wants to do and, and how it feels to him. And so. uh so, you know, I contributed the song in hopes that there's something could, could, could grow from that, you know, from that little seed and, uh, all efforts were in vain. You know, there was just no negotiating that, that got accomplished. Nothing got accomplished except that it more, it re, you know, it confirmed the fact of that this isn't going to happen anymore and, uh, there's nothing I can do. And, and I'm not wrong about this. I'm absolutely right about this. And it is the right move to, to not be doing that anymore. And, and now, uh, now it's just a matter of keeping my mouth shut about it and just moving forward and, and not concerning myself or, or paying any attention to what he's doing and what's happening to that band and kind of cutting it loose and just being proud of knowing that I did all that. And, uh, the ones that, that really are fans and it really matters to, they know who did all that. And, uh, just kind of living with that without getting too discouraged. It gets very discouraging and it brings me down too, too much. So I got, it was a good opportunity to, uh, to, uh, you know, kind of either bring closure or, or the possibilities of, is this, is this, can this happen? You know what I mean? And, and the answer was was more closure. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned I think it was last week that you know it probably is the last time you guys will collaborate. You know, for 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 enough's enough. And I was just going to ask you just well, mentioned- there really was there was there was no collaboration. No, I mean I already had this song demoed and everything, and then I look and I see it on. He didn't even push it. Didn't even push that one. And um, and then I look and see the writing songwriting credits on it, and, and just like all the rest of them says, these enough. And I'm like, what did you write on this? You didn't write anything except there's enough at the end of the, the thing. And so, uh, so it really wasn't a collaborating effort. It was, it was nice to hear his bass on something again. And we weren't actually, didn't even actually do it in the same room together. Sent it to him. 
he played his bass and sang his uh, harmony parts on it, sent it back, and I sent it out to Vegas to my buddy Vinny. The guy played drums and did everything for dissonance, and he played the drums and, and mixed it and everything. And so we weren't we didn't even, weren't even working together. You know, it really was no kind of collaboration or anything. It's just one of my songs made it onto his, his record. And I almost felt feel a little bit foolish and a little bit duped that 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 ended up happening. You know, when when it's like I'm almost uh, asking for a favor by being, can I be on your record or something? And and it's uh, kind of humiliated myself. When, you know, and I'm, but it did a lot for me to to bring closure and to bring uh, the state of mind that hey, this this isn't going to happen anymore. This I am right about this guy. I am right about this situation. That and uh, now it's now get this out of your head and uh, move on. And it also helps too that all the questions that you had about possibly connecting again have been answered. So you kind of know where yeah. you stand and you kind of know, you know, what the game is right now. So, you know, and, and yeah, also just... and, and also you've got some wonderful material from your last album and the new single that also has to give you the confidence that hey, you know what? My thing is going on right now. My new music is happening that I don't need to be in a negative situation anymore. Yeah, actually, uh, it's actually better for my creativity and it's better for the end result that I'm able to now not have to work within the restraints of, and, uh, the risk of that situation, um, you know, that did, that did really handcuff me in a lot of ways, uh, as far as like the production sound of a lot of the stuff that I've done through all those years where, you can hear me just just wanting so badly to do different production and different kind of orchestration and stuff, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, I kind of was a little man on a totem pole in that situation. I don't know why, I guess because of my personal habits and issues and stuff, but, uh, you know, I'd always delivered. I've never failed to deliver. I never missed a show or did a shitty show or didn't come up, come through with a great record or any of that stuff. But, um, well, what was I saying? But this, as far as creativity, creative wise, I'm so much happier and so much at ease, and I think it's so much better for the for the the creative process and the end result being doing it this way. Because because I've always wished and wanted to be doing it this way, and now that I am, why am I? Uh, why would I uh, be a glutton for, for myself for more punishment? And, except for uh, boils back to never having much love for myself and I maybe self saboteur. <laughs> well, you know, that's a big thing too with your recovery, right? I mean, now you want to be positive. You want to surround yourself with good people, surround yourself with people that make you feel good and be in good situations for yourself. And, you know, you know, the situation better than anybody, you know, being, being in enough's enough or dealing with chip maybe wasn't a good situation for you. And maybe that, helped you go to the depths that you were in or maybe that assisted you in the depths that you went to and now that you don't have to deal with that you know you can you can create the beautiful music that you did on your beautiful things album and then the latest single that you just did i mean when i hear the new album i hear bowie i hear the beatles i hear cheap trick i hear that power pop vibe that you're known for and you know for me i've been in situations too where you know, someone's behavior or someone's presence has caused me to 
do things that I don't want to do, you know, bring out the worst in me. And it happens. It's just a fact of life. It's human nature. But if you can get away from that and then find yourself with other people and find yourself doing things that make you happy, it makes yourself happy. It makes yourself more comfortable in your own yeah. shoes, like I mentioned, you know? Yeah, my, my own self-esteem, I, I, I've always owned up and always uh, took, took it, you know, what, what I, my shortcomings and what I did wrong and what my, the issues were with me and what, what was so difficult with me about everything. Um, what, what I wasn't able to do was, uh, you know, and, and I felt like it's very, uh, it's very, uh, knowledge. You know, people have a lot of knowledge and know about my reputation as where it, it's almost, uh, to some people and to some groups and some crowds that, that, that was, uh, it was a lot larger of an issue than it actually, actually was. So I kind of had to see for myself, I, right, well, now I'm not like that. And to see if, if I could right the wrongs and if, if that was all on me, like, like some people say, well, then let me see if I, you know, and now in this situation, can do it differently and just to you know just for my own self-esteem because you know I doubt myself all the time and uh and I don't want to feel like uh like you know the 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 thing that that that's been said about me and this and that I don't want I don't know if that's true or um you know but I had to see you know I had to uh see if I could right those wrongs I had to take it and own up to all of my shit and and see well if if I do it according to, you know, how everybody else w would like me to do this, will it be, will it make a difference? And, uh, and it didn't. And then, you know, of course, you know, with the new music that you have out and then the creative process that you have now, and that has to help. That has to be, I mean, like I said, you know, the new, the new album that you released last, you know, in the, in the fall of last year is a tremendous album. You know, I mean, it wasn't on my radar initially, but it's something over the last couple of weeks I've been listening to nonstop. I mean, it's just got its hook, it's power pop, it's got those influences that you talked about, and it's a personal record too. I mean, there's a lot of reflection in that as well. And I, as a fan, I appreciate that. Um, as a as a music fan and watching you grow from you know the challenges that you had, I'm happy you're back. I'm sure all your fans are happy you're back, making great music. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm happy to be. Uh you know, be doing it again and, be, and, and reconnecting with the fans. You know, I've been, I've been getting a lot more hands-on and uh, personal with, with the, the fans and putting myself out there and out. And, you know, it was very net, I'm very real and very tell it like it is. Sometimes you don't like what I say. Sometimes you do, but, uh, but I know my, my heart is good and, and people confirm that to me all the time. And so I need that. And as far as the musically goes, um, creative wise like i said i've got a bunch of stuff already i'm not worried too much about that yeah i thought that i think the beautiful things record is uh was the closest thing to, to actual magic that i've ever experienced in my life you know uh, so you know you, you see these illusionists and these magicians and stuff but that i've i experienced things through making that record that were just like seem like little miracles here happening all the time it's like when things would click and i'd be like holy shit you know, and, and that's me, you know, isn't that, how cool is that? You know, and, and, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just all a matter of, uh, 
you know, finding that when that frame of mind and when that energy comes and goes and to, uh, as, as I'm older and stuff now, obviously my, my body and my, everything is beat up and, um, you know, and I'm old, <laughs> but, uh, when they, when it comes, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's powerful. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I'm curious and I can't wait to see what, what, uh, what God gives me next. <laughs> What is next for you? I mean, that was my next question. I mean, obviously you've got the single out, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of stuff on YouTube. The album came out last fall. What is, I mean, obviously 2020 is an unknown how that's all going to play out, but what do you envision next for Donnie V? Well, I know a lot of people really want to see me play out live again. I haven't played out in like five, six years. I've just done one performance in all of that time. And it was really well received, even though it didn't go out over very well as far as the band was. There was a lot, everything went wrong, but it was really well received. And so I know that, that people really want to see that. And that's, like I said, that's, that's the way it works with me. I want to give them what they want. And that fills the hole for me. Um, not able to do that right now kind of lets me off the hook a little bit, but also uh, I'm like, Mm, a little bit antsy because like I said I'm getting older and you never know what can happen I almost died you know last year and uh and I don't want that to happen without kind of completing the picture you know and uh and letting anybody down so I I'm thinking probably within uh not too long maybe within the month or something I'm gonna try to do a a stage it or something like a, a you know a live online concert where I'll, I'll prepare it well and and have, uh, you know, make some backing to like the best of, uh, the best of the, the stuff that I can think that would be what they want, what people would want to hear. And, um, you know, do a nice lot, you know, concert, but it'll have tracks with it. That I'll perform it too. And, uh, do it. It's kind of a live concert, you know, which is without the other guy and see how that goes. And if that, if it's successful and, and people like it and, and it, you know, it, uh, it made sense to do it and, and it felt good to me Then I'll, I can continue to do that. And until it's time to, uh, you know, hope that I would survive and live, <laughs> you know, till the, till the, the next, the next, the days where it's time to go out and play again. And, um, to see how that, cause there's a lot of cool things I could do if that works that way. Uh, you know, I could like, I could do the strength record one day and just one show, you know, or I could do this record in one show or just these songs, just the ballads, just the pop hits, you know, all these different things. So I got to get it, test the waters and, and get, you know, get my foot in the water and see how that, see how that works and see how uh, it feels, see how it feels to them, see how it feels to me and um, take it from there. Well, Donnie, I thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I appreciate you doing the Hook Rocks podcast. It's been a great conversation. And, uh, you know, I love the new music, and I can't wait for more. Thank you very much. I got another single uh, coming out probably next, I think it's next month. It's a song called Party Time, and, it's, and it'll be coming out on a 45 record, you know, the, the old vinyl on a 45 record. And, uh, you know, obviously you'll get a digital download with it, but that's that's next. And um, and like I said, uh, you know, the virtual concert. And thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for your this interview and these questions were were a lot different than I'm used to uh, doing. A lot of times it's the same old interview, you know. And I would 
just today I was like, ah, here we got to go. What am I going to say again? And this and that. And and you made that really easy and very uh, pleasurable for me. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I've been a fan of you guys since I was younger. Like I said, you know, the days of Thirsty Whale, the days of WVVX 103.1. You know, you guys were a presence in Chicago. In fact, one of the, uh, I used to live with a rock and roll band that opened up for you guys a couple times. So, um, you know, I was privy to the backstage area when you guys were playing. So it was all, you know, like I said, this is kind of a surreal moment for me. And, uh, I'm glad you did it. I'm glad we were able to talk about your new music. For anyone interested, go check out the new single, All My Favorite Things. Check out the new album released last fall. Beautiful things. If you like the Beatles, Bowie, Cheap Trick, if you like Power Pop, you're going to love the album. Great songwriting, great tunes. Once again, Donnie V, thanks for doing this. Thank you. If you think of anything in the future that you want to know or you want to say or you need, need somebody to fill a little hot air, a little space, if you got my number now and you can give me a call and and uh, we'll, we'll set it up. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome back anytime, Donnie. Thank you, sir. Well, once again, everybody, thank that's... You to, thank you to the fans, you know. Thank you to the fans, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's Donnie V. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. <laughs> Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no lattes worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.